Welcome to Retail Nightmares. Uh, I'm here. Uh, my name uh, <laughs> is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Delisle, and our awesome guest, Mr. Ivan Decker. Hi. Hi, Ivan. Hello. How are you? Are doing. How are you? I am good. <laughs> good stuff, kid. It is so great to be here. If you don't know Ivan Decker, he is a very talented stand-up comedian and actor and podcaster in his own right. I would put writing above acting. Writer. Maybe. I don't sure, know. I wasn't done. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I do a lot of things with my stupid face and voice. It's really nice to have you here. Is that coffee in there? No, this is a non-caffeinated tea. Okay, because you had one sip of wine and then one sip of... I like to do that. Yeah. I like to mix my stimulants and depressants. I hear it's very good for your heart. Really? <laughs> depressing tea is that? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is called Mint Sadness. It's a new one <laughs> from Starbucks where it's like, oh, you don't have caffeine, you're probably upset about something. <laughs> Here you go. Have this tea and just sweat and that's it. That's the only side effect. Yeah, sweating. I've had a lot of uh, voice trouble over the last couple of weeks because we're oh, doing no. so many shows, and I've never had any training like musicians have, and so now I'm like, I think mint tea is something that I saw in a movie or something. Yes, maybe some honey. Yeah. Honey. Like real honey? Lemon, I've heard. But then also they're like, no, citric acid. Yeah, I think lemon's a no. Okay. I'm not well, sure, though. Ninjam, so one of my favorite things. Oh, that uh, the Chinese herbal cough syrup? Yeah. Yeah, that you stuff's just intense. You can boil water and put that in there. Make a ninjum, hot ninjum. Sounds like How a does, um, type of porn I watch. <laughs> hot hot ninjum. ninjum. It's just ninja porn. <laughs> it I mean, happens very fast. <laughs> a lot of cool sound effects. <laughs> but throwing it's just stars one guy on into butts. <laughs> oh, throwing stars into butts. But it's like a throwing star made out of like dildo material. A lollipop. <laughs> it's just tiny dildos instead of points. <laughs> no, it's just uh, it's like oh ah, ah. five lollipops <laughs> tied together. So good. Gross. Uh, <laughs> well, we got there even faster. Yeah, that's the record. Happy Monday. Oh, I like to get out of the it's way. It's Tuesday. <laughs> but it'll be Monday when they hear this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Today is Tuesday, though. It's best that we don't put a date on this stuff. True. Yeah, don't put yeah. that much pressure on yourself. Yeah. You're your own boss. You do what you want. Yeah, we're our own bosses, sort of. Really distracted by both of your socks. They're so beautiful. Good socks are important. Yeah. Yep. I mean, these aren't the kind of socks to tell people that we're going places. I don't know. I think so. You think? I think it means we're going somewhere without... We're not going to the gym. <laughs> yeah, that's true. These are not these, gym socks. These are these fantasy are not sports socks. socks. Ivan's wearing dinosaur socks, navy blue with multicolored dinosaurs. And I am wearing navy blue socks with crocodiles, lions, and elephants on them. Okay, and Jessica's me. wearing a lovely pair of purple tights. The triceratops on these socks is a little off. Oh, how so? Oh, that's the best. The horns are like weird because they wanted to show that it had three horns. So they made like one of them in the wrong direction. Oh, because it's a side <laughs> profile silhouette. So really it would just you'd have the nose horn and then one of the. Yeah. Why did they draw that extra one? In? I don't know. Dumbers. Try to teach. <laughs> that's my people. new name for dumb people. Dumbers. Dumbers. I yeah. Like it. Yeah. Yep. We've stopped using pig piece. Pig, what I want to bring piece. it back. <laughs> What pig a pig piece. piece. I ran into a few pig pieces today. Tell us about your day. Ooh. Three people cut me off on my bike ride home, and I was just like, okay, I guess the world wants to kill me. That's fine. Do you think fine. it's the blood moon? Uh, I 
people blame that blood moon too much. Uh-oh. That's all I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that blood moon, they're putting so much pressure on it. Yeah, I don't know. People, I think, are just bad drivers, and they all want to rush home for dinner, and I'm like, please don't murder me. Yeah, I'm just, I've got a bike body. Also, I'm very visible. Like, you know the colors that I wear Yeah, normally. it's like traveling with the circus. Yeah, it's like a five-year-old, and then I also have three bike lights, so no one's, you know, can't see me. They just choose to cut me off. So. I it's really very dangerous. try to avoid any rushes. The 9 a.m.s, the noons, and the fives. There's something about those times of day when everyone is in a hurry that it's like we just abandon any type of human decency. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, I, but I have to get where I need to go. Like, why? Who cares? You know, it's usually because people are hungry. Those yeah. are the three times. That's yeah, true. Totally. No one eats after noon. Like when I worked the opening shift at Starbucks, Ooh. that was like the worst time. Because I can't I was like, wait to hear more Everyone's hungry. About this. And everyone, like the worst time to deal with anyone is when they're hungry. Yeah. Like, that's why I feel so bad for like anybody who works in restaurants. Because like, if people are, they don't, and they don't even realize, most people are so unaware that being hungry makes them a dick. Yeah. And then after they eat, they're like, oh, you know what? I was being very unreasonable. And I've been like that, too. <laughs> like, too. I've been there so many times where I'm like, this is, everything is wrong. And then I eat, like, one bite of a sandwich, and I'm like, oh, I'm such a terrible person. That's why you should always have chocolate on you at all times. So if you feel yourself starting to lash out at people, yeah. like, without reason, then you can just be like, just a tiny bit of chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. Do you know oh. dark chocolate is what they give to people if they haven't eaten in a very long time? Really? No, they I didn't know people that. people who've been starving. They're dark so chocolate's, lucky. like, super good for your stomach or whatever it's also, like very easy to digest if you haven't had food in a long time also oh. in harry potter isn't that what the when she's sick the nurse always gives everyone a bar of chocolate and they're but when up. i have a sore throat now because of that movie i melt like i put a square of dark chocolate in my mouth and let it melt and it does help your sore throat yeah it's temporary but it's a that. really nice way it's much nicer than a fisherman's friend it's like a brown hug from the inside of your body <laughs> no one likes a fisherman's friend <laughs> oh no jessica <laughs> that's a brown inside hug, brown from hug. The inside of my body <laughs> but i'd like to think of it as a brown <laughs> hug from the inside of my body <laughs> i like it I like sure it. Uh, i started drinking wine before you guys got here <laughs> it's gonna be good so you worked at Starbucks. Is that one of your retail nightmare jobs? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that is, is that considered retail. It was. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. Customer That's service, a, yeah. retail, it's all. I've had so many. like. And I've... you worked at a really busy one. You worked at yes. the downtown location. Yeah, it was I right next that. to a hospital. So we had a lot of doctors and uh, people coming in. And also, it was I did the opening shift because I was doing shows at night. And I thought, I'll just split. It's a weird life because I just split my days into two days because I would do... Shows at night, I would go to bed for three hours, then I would go work at Starbucks oh for my God. six hours, then I would nap for like three hours in the afternoon, so then I had like, I was getting six hours of sleep but in a 24-hour period, but it meant that my days were kind of divided in half. That's a lot of work. That's I think that's a dual life you were leading. Yeah, you can only kind of do it for so long. After about a month and a half of it, I, I kind of went insane. Yeah, did you start dreaming while you were awake and... Yeah, and I was drinking a lot of coffee. Like, oh, I, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I had to go on like a full-on coffee detox once oh, I wow. quit that job because that's one of the perks is they give you coffee. You get three free drinks on your shift uh, that you only have drink Any breaks. drink? Like even one of yeah, those mint mochaccino things with yeah. that thing on top? <laughs> yeah, anything you want. Oh, you I- can even make it yourself. The weird thing is that you're not supposed to drink coffee when you're opening the store. Like, no one's in there. We're closed. I'm pulling shots out of the machine, getting it warmed up. Of course I'm going to drink them. So I would drink, <laughs> like, you know, two or three shots of espresso in the morning. 
then on my first break, I would have like, so by the end of my shift, I'd be like, I just want like a lemonade. Like I've had so much caffeine <laughs> and I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> but also on your days off, you have a card which you can go to a Starbucks and get a free drink on your days off as well. Oh my gosh. Because you're a partner. This is so weird. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've worked for a lot of the big corporations. And uh, one thing I've noticed that big corporations do that I find almost ingenious but also infuriating is they do this thing where they really kind of brainwash people into buying into their corporate culture and their corporate family. And like this thing where they're like, you know, you can just go the extra mile because you're part of our family. And it's like, yeah, but you're not giving me a raise. Like, no. Everybody <laughs> forgets that like. I'm not going to work hard unless you give me more money. But they're like, you're just part of the family. Take some shifts. Saying, Be cool about it. Yeah. Saying family doesn't actually mean that they care about you anymore. It's yeah. Family. Also, yeah. I feel like family allows, especially in like smaller businesses that I've worked for, this you get, you feel like you're part of the family, but you're not when it's time for them to trim the fat, yes. so to speak. You're the yeah. you're that cousin that nobody wanted at the wedding that showed yeah. up in like. Yeah, Cargo and when the shorts. chips are down, when you need something from them. Oh, you guys had chips? When you're like, oh, I got an, <laughs> I got an audition tomorrow. It's very important, and I really need my shift covered. They're like, sorry, no. <laughs> like I, That's why I ended up quitting that job, because I got a comedy special on TV. Oh, I got yeah. a comedy now. Yeah. And I was like getting ready for it. And this is in the time that I'm getting up at so early in the morning, and I'm like going crazy. And I'm like, this is a TV special. It's very important that this goes well. Yeah. And I'm like getting the material ready. And I just eventually was like, I can't, I can't come in. I need a week off before I go because yeah. I need to rest up and I need to get ready. And they were like, wow, you're putting me in a very difficult position. And I was like, oh, well, then I'm just not coming in ever again. <laughs> and then she was like, is that the way you want to do it? I was like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Bye. And then I hung up the phone and I never went in again. Oh, and then when I got back, they called me and they're like, so do you want to come back? There's still a place for you. <laughs> Aw. Yeah. Did you? No. Oh, okay. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, they, was, were, they were dead to you. That was when I started at uh, another job, which my first job ever was at a, a grocery store. That was where I started my employment in the realms of both customer service and retail. How old were you when you started working at the grocery store? I must have been 17 because I, I had to drive there. It was in the town next to the town that I grew up in. And it was in this like kind of ritzy community and it was like the only upscale grocery store in that town it was at around the time that whole foods was starting to become popular but it wasn't a whole foods it was a thrifty foods okay which Aww. is like from the island and they had a big expansion plan but then the head of the company it was just this like nice old man got grifted by this like pyramid scheme guy <gasps> and lost a bunch of money so oh, our no. store was the only store that actually made it to the mainland for a very long time there was a lot of nightmares like as you can imagine you're dealing with uh people's food and then also like very wealthy entitled people who are like do you have this very specific type of cracker bread that comes from <laughs> this part of milan that i read about on the internet and i'm like no do you know who carries it and they're like no what that's your job and i'm like it's not my job i make eight dollars <laughs> my job is to show up and maybe not smoke in the building <laughs> <laughs> I am a teenager, lady. <laughs> you are putting a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> Do you know who tied this tie? My dad. Four years ago, and I've been very careful to not untie it. Wow. A real tie in a grocery store? I thought they were all clip-ons. Yeah. Well, they give you a clip-on, but I part of the 
uh, freedom of expression was you could just wear whatever tie oh. you wanted, as long as you're wearing a white shirt. So a that I took that as a Avril Lavigne. Yes, I wore a lot of different ties, much like my hero Avril Lav. And also, there was like buttons you could wear buttons on. Oh yeah, your flare. Pieces yeah, of flare. five pieces of flare. But. A lot of times, like, your apron would... People would steal your apron. Because box cutters were, like... Your box cutter would get dull so fast. And so people would hoard box cutters and box cutter blades. <laughs> so if you were new, you were just so slow and crappy at opening boxes because your box cutter's so dull. It's like jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's bad. I feel like grocery is, like, just one place I'm so glad I never got into. Me too. It sounds really rough and tumble behind the scenes. My yeah, God. it was pretty... I mean, that tie business sounds great. <laughs> I liked working receiving. That was the most fun. How come? Because you didn't have to go out onto the floor. You're just standing in the back and the truck drivers would show up. And, and it's a lot of just sitting and then, oh, okay, I got to do something. Yeah. Then... Like you'd kind of do stuff in around the floor. Like you'd facing was like the worst thing. That's where you have to pull everything. A lot of oh, I would love. I do that just in my home. You pull everything <laughs> close and you turn all the labels. So it's English side out. I can't stop myself. I still, when I go into stores, will face. Yeah. Face I feel like I have a facing fetish. The, uh, <laughs> vitamin section. I mean, it does look pretty great. And there's a lot of trick, like things you pull on new new employees. Like uh, one of the ones was you tell people that the salad dressing it looks bad if it's settled, so they have to shake it up. <laughs> so we'd send people to the salad dressing aisle. <laughs> the neat thing about working at that store, though, <laughs> is that I still to this day because the big thing at that store was you always take the customer right to the product that they're asking you to find. You don't take them like you never say like because like you know when you go to Home Depot or something like that and you're like hey where's your uh, drill bits like it's aisle forty six and you're like I don't even know what aisle this is where am (laughs) I that doesn't help and they're like I'm already gone (laughs) they already (laughs) run away and hid behind a piece of plywood so (laughs) our policy was to just take everybody right to it and so now. I can still remember exactly where in the store any product you could name would be. Really? But wow. just in that chain of stores? Just in that specific location. Okay. <laughs> Is that and a store it's still probably there? different now because the planograms change all the time. Planograms. Company, the planogram is basically what companies... Companies pay a lot more to have their products just at made eye level. that word. Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy that really? people have to pay for that. Yeah. I, yeah. Really? Where I work now, there's that like... I'm just learning mind. about listing fees and... Yeah. It's crazy. Where a product is in the grocery store is a huge thing. That's why, like, all the crappy bulk products are always down on the floor. Yeah. And things like marshmallows, where it's like, we're the only company that makes marshmallows. Not anymore. There's a new <laughs> yeah. player in town. I don't know if it's <laughs> just... Have you tried the vegan marshmallows? They're oh. so good. That was... I, had, I had vegan marshmallow things. Okay. Oh, Sorry, so this is not going anywhere. <laughs> marshmallows were my favorite products because they smell amazing. They do smell amazing. When you amazing. open a box of, like, big bags of marshmallows, I would just yeah. put my face in there and be like... Mm. So good. <laughs> so good. So that's a really, like, at 17, you're working in a grocery store. Yep. That's a lot of responsibility. I was driving there. I had a car. I would drive there every day. And uh, there was a guy who got fired, like, right away when I worked there because uh, they used to keep the chips in this <laughs> place called everything. the Chip Loft, which was. Can I live there? <laughs> well, Is that's what New this York? guy did. People would hide in the chip loft because it's like you have to take a ladder and the ladder, you had to put it in front of the door to the first aid room. So when you were in the chip loft, you better hope nobody got hurt. Right. And so you'd go up into the chip loft to find chips and people would hide up there. And like, this is before smartphones. I can't imagine how long people are hiding up there now. Yeah. But this guy... those new Cheetos. This guy full on hid and... 
like opened a bag of chips and like had a pop and he was made a chair out of boxes of chips and then then fell asleep <gasps> and the boss found him up there like it's my hero oh, yeah chips. <laughs> yeah i mean he went down in history as one of the best guys ever if you are the king of chips please write in yeah <laughs> because we want to be your friend i yeah. want to ask him what chips put him to sleep oh, i even need so some great the uh there was also three employees that worked there because the they opened the store, and then the store owner gave his three teenage sons jobs there. Brilliant. Three brothers that were all very yep. close in age. That makes sense. It's a family business. Yeah, and so he decided to give his three kids, like, to teach them about the workforce, even though they were millionaires. Like, they're very rich, so they don't yeah. care. They're just doing this to be like, eh, I guess I gotta make some spending money. But they worked <laughs> in three different departments. One of yeah. them worked in produce, one of them worked in grocery, and one of them was in the meat department. And they were all, like, anytime one of them was working... You would just go find them, and you'd have a great time. Like, the produce guy, we'd play, like, real-life Fruit Ninja. Like, you'd throw up old fruits and vegetables and cut them with a big knife. Oh, my and God. customers would be like, hey, there's no plantains out here. Can you come and help? And we're like, nope, we're cutting them all. <laughs> we destroyed your plantains. And then the guy who worked in my department in grocery, one time he decided to tip over an entire flat deck of eggs just to see what it would sound like. (laughs) What it would sound like? It sounded amazing. Really? (laughs) I wish I could recreate it. I don't even know what one egg breaking sounds like. I'm so sheltered. about (laughs) 320 eggs. I think I calculated because it was like one time based on the number of cartons. So he pushed over a pallet of eggs? Yeah, he just like took a corner really fast and they all just went like... And then there's just like so much mess. And then he, but to his credit, he cleaned it up as well. Oh. Because he just didn't want to do any other work. Just wow. M- I, I thought the fruit ninja thing was cool, but then the egg thing really made me depressed. Yeah. It's like, like that yeah. could have fed so like many people. Was, yeah, yeah. But then that's just. There was this one grocery store that I lived really close. To. It was when I first moved to Vancouver. It was hitty corner to my apartment. I could like cross over the train tracks and just be at the grocery store. And Sounds hang like heaven. Well, there's also dangerous like too. a hobo little village that they had made there. Like it's not there anymore. They've torn it all down and it's all condos, but it was great. They would like be sitting under a tree with a bunch of pallets and like an acoustic guitar. And they'd <laughs> oh, like, they were real, hobos? Like, folk real hobos. Yeah, like I, <laughs> was, there I a, say, was there a barrel on fire that I they normally, all huddled around? Yes, in the winter, yes. So many I normally gloves. say homeless person, but in this <laughs> <laughs> instance hobos they were hobos like yeah. bindles fingerless they were gloves great. cans of beans and they'd always you know yell something at you but it was always something really like good natured and you'd be like oh you you little <laughs> you scamp you little scamp <laughs> pick uh, your feet up <laughs> but there was this one there was this dumpster it was an iga and there was a dumpster right behind it that was sort of it was on the bike route so there's a lot of people went past it and i went to art school with this guy who was sort of a he was a bit of a freegan oh yeah the freegan oh, movement. that movement that was uncomfortable <laughs> as, when he worked on granville island as an art piece he painted that dumpster gold to like let everyone know that there's always perfectly good food that gets thrown out into that dumpster and he's his art piece was also like i've only been eating food from this dumpster for the last six months and he was like i've never gotten sick and i feel fine and then he got an a i don't think he did good good whoever that teacher is is a hero i did for the same project i got a tattoo and i did get an a nice so that's why i I always wanted to go to art school (laughs) you would have been a good fit my brother hated it it's all right it'd be funny if he also painted the food yeah Yeah, that would and then he was like no please don't eat it it's poisonous (laughs) our dumpster was like locked they couldn't even get to it it was like one of those like there's a door that's locked 
from the inside of, and it's like a little tunnel from the inside of the store oh, into the dumpster out back that's a compactor. It's in a secret underground city. And you can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't get to it. Garbage world. It was such a nightmare working there for me too because I was so young and they put so much pressure on me for everything. Like I took over the bulk foods department. Oh, that's oh my gosh. area. And uh, it is rough. It's a lot very of, messy. A lot of people putting their hands in the prunes because the prunes <laughs> stick together. And they're like, you got to clean that scoop. And I'm like, it takes... An hour to clean that prune scoop, and then one scoop of prunes, it's right back to where it was before I cleaned it. There is no point in cleaning that prune scoop. I think the, the prunes maybe needed tongs. With the prunes? Turn a bag inside out and pick them up like dog crap. That is the best way to get it is, prunes out 100%. of It is, 100%. But also, bulk prunes, just not a good idea in general. Let's just abandon that. Old people, I think we'll be returning to more of a bulk life, though. Okay, not they... even old, just old people, guys. <laughs> Yeah, like there's those high-end bulk stores now where they have the all the nuts are in like a bird bath and you walk around. <laughs> what store are you in? Are you, are you in a talking bird about store? like that fancy store on Fourth Avenue that looks like a beautiful temple from yeah, the '80s yeah, fantasy movie and exactly. it just sells like pistachios? They open one in what? the West End too. When yeah, I lived I've over always there. wanted to go. In. And it's What's like it called? All these expen- it's called like Ayub's, I think. Okay, uh, they're in like fancy bird baths. And <laughs> oh, and is it just nuts and dried fruit? It's like yeah. tamari almonds. I've had like, and, uh, like gifts very- from there. Yeah, it's not like Bulk Barn, which is like, here's a hundred different types of nut mix that you don't care about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Most of gross. them are 90% peanuts. I just mm. want the chocolate bits. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. all I'm going to pick out. But the guy who I took it over from was like this dude who, the journey person grocery clerk, that was the high paying job. And they were like slightly considered a manager. So they would open and close and they, they could be running the floor team. But he wasn't one of those, but he wanted to be because he's like, I'm in charge of a department. Bulk Foods contributes a lot to the bottom line. But they were like, no, you're just a regular guy. Stop trying to like he didn't get paid the same amount as all of these people who ran like department heads. But he would like sneak into the department head meetings and like sit in and be like, I got prunes to clean the prune scoops. And then when he left, he finally did get promoted to journey person, but they wouldn't let him run the bulk foods because that's not something that a journey person runs. So then he ran an aisle but he kept like he would come in on his day off to like <gasps> check up on me to be like because of course i'm not doing as much work as he did because it was his ba- he cared about it so much <laughs> yeah even though he's making 11 dollars an hour shine wow. yeah and i was like you're being ridiculous to expect- 11 dollars an hour like that would have blown me away when i was 17 yeah no i don't even think i was making that much that might have been a, a high i think i was making 950 still but it was full-time it was 40 hours a week I can't believe you're working full like full time. You must have just been out of high school. Yeah, and I had started comedy at night, so I was driving into the city every night to go do shows. Yeah, it was crazy. I was also the first aid attendant there, and that oh was gosh. like the biggest. That was one of the biggest nightmares because a guy in the meat department cut his thumb off, <laughs> and I was the guy that they had. To, I was the one that had to be like, oh like I'm an 18 year old kid. No, no, no. <laughs> and they're like, where's Ivan? <laughs> And I, like and Ivan will help. Oh my god! <laughs> and they oh call, my god! They were like, "Where is he? He's the oh he's the god. first aid guy." And then I was like, "Normally it was just no, <laughs> so like, what did you do? It was pretty girls from the deli who like, oh, whoops, I cut my finger, and I'd be like, yeah, band aid, cool chats, like, <laughs> put it in my foreskin. And then this guy, <laughs> this guy just comes in and he's got like a bunch of cloths on his hand. Oh no! And he goes like, I just cut my hand, and I was like, oh yeah, that's okay. I just need to see it. He's like, he's like, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I just need band aid. Oh, he's like, in he's, shock. Yeah, he's in shock. And uh, I, I'm like, Fred, uh, you got to just just move the move the 
the cloth so I can see. And then he takes it away, and I was like, oh, God, your thumb is gone. And, like, I had a freak out, too. Now, like, we're both in shock. I'm like, this is not helping anyone. Yeah, you're just, a, just out of childhood. Yeah. <laughs> so and it was that classic, like, we had to get the thumb and put it in a bag of ice. And then, like, the meat department bags were so crappy that when I was handing it to the fireman, the bag broke. Oh, no. And I had to, like, catch a bunch oh, of ice and God. thumb in my hand. I was like, go to the produce department. Get the thicker bags. <laughs> You are they come a hero. back with a dirty prune scoop. You're like, not the prune scoop. Put it in this prune scoop. I just cleaned it. <laughs> Prunes are sterile. <laughs> they probably are, right? Yeah, it's like coconut water can be used for yeah. for uh, blood. For blood. Yeah, I've heard oh. that, but I'm not into the idea of me being the person. <laughs> and be like, just try it. Yeah, but I ate so many wine gums when I ran that bulk foods department. Nice. That good choice. Yeah. Any, what was the second favorite? There were three different types of wine gums, so they what? were all in the top three. Um, what are the, were the types? One Stale? of them, the standard uh, one, the Maynards, and then there was the Haribo, which are from, oh, yeah. I think, Sweden. Anything yeah. Haribo was really good. Yeah, they used to have these things gummies. called e-fruity fruit bears, which were the best. They were e-fruity digital? Bears, were they the, <laughs> they were. These, the gummy bears? Yeah, but they were like big. Oh, yeah, those were so good. Also, chocolate-covered jujubes were good. Yeah, those and were I also good. developed a penchant for that salted licorice, no, that like black licorice, the Dutch kind. Yeah. Now, just just to go back for a second for the listener, not for Jessica because she will barf. What happened to the thumb? No, I want to know. Yeah, I think oh, everyone's going to want to know. Uh, were they I able to reattach it? They reattached it, but it God. didn't take because it was through oh, the joint. Jesus Christ! And uh, he was an older guy. Like the oh, older you get, the oh. harder it is to reattach. Your a connective tissue slows oh. down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry for that man and his thumb. Yeah, Such like when you're 60, coaster. but he got a lot of money, workman's comp. You get like, that's what people were saying the whole time. Like they were trying to comfort him being like, you got a new motorcycle, Fred. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but he can't. But he can't <laughs> hold on to it. <laughs> he doesn't have a thumb. Can't shift. Aww. Wow, what a horrible thing to happen to somebody. Yeah, it was terrible. In a job. In I a know. Dumb job. And the guy who got his thumb cut off. Like, what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm holding my thumb like as hard as I can just to make sure it doesn't Wait, leave my body. Wait, I know how to make body. it better. Other great things that you snacked on there. Yeah, great things I snacked like on. Those wafer cookies were those in bulk. Uh, no, oh, but I did. I, I like those wafer those, cookies. The one things uh, that they Glutino. had in mm-hmm. uh, Glutino in there <laughs> were those uh, Stroop waffles. Those like Dutch yes, waffle yes, cookies. Yes, they're like these. They're the very thin waffles that oh, have like yeah. a layer of syrup in yeah, the middle. Yeah. And they're super good. Those are so good. I, I also used to buy and drink a liter of chocolate milk on a 15-minute break. You were a child. That's <laughs> yeah, why. I yeah. was, I was a growing boy. I was like a kid who was like, I have money now. Unlimited milk. Quick, I'll drink, drink a so liter of chocolate, chocolate milk, milk before I turn 20. Go back to work and be like, <laughs> I can't do anything. I've always been lactose intolerant like since I was a baby. And so I never had chocolate milk. I always had like the Nesquik. And I thought that was great. And I would just eat it without putting it in the so milk good. the powder was mm-hmm. delicious and then you'd cough and it would a brown <laughs> cloud would come on your mouth like the cinnamon challenge oh but delicious. delicious i accept the <laughs> challenge. challenge not to eat it uh but just recently they i saw for the first time chocolate like uh lactose free milk and i was like i'm gonna try it my first yeah chocolate milk and i got it was like a two liter carton that I got and it was so disgusting to me that I could not even finish it and I had to get my friends to finish it. I, I don't understand how you do it. I, I had the Avalon, the organic chocolate milk recently oh, and I haven't had I, I haven't had sugar for six weeks. So even talking about those that Avalon milk, it's chocolate so milk, good. is so good. I had no idea that it could be so much better than just the regular yeah. kind. Yeah, it was amazing. 
And I'm good now for another 10 years. Every time you drink it, does Avalon by Roxy Music play? Yeah, it plays really the, loudly, too. It's, yeah, from my butt. <laughs> there were four liters of chocolate milk that they sold. Yeah, those plastic jugs. Which, as a kid, I was like, why don't we get that? And now as an adult, I'm like, that would have been psychotic. <laughs> what kind of a family is plowing through four liters of chocolate oh, milk? Oh, the Tobin family. In like a week and a half. We, I drank a liter of milk every day of my life until I turned... 24, 25? When I was a kid, we used to have to cut our chocolate milk with regular milk. Yeah, <laughs> but you're a mom and your dad are a bit healthy. Like, you've told me stories over the years. And also orange juice. My dad would be like, just cut it with water. <laughs> We're going to say cut it with milk. Yeah. It's <laughs> milk and just my house, if I made the orange juice, I would make it like with half the amount of water. Yeah. Uh, so it would be twice as orange juice. Oh, you juicy. had like the, the, the concentrate. Yeah, concentrate. And uh, we had an account with the milkman, so if he came to the door, we could just order as much ice cream and chocolate milk that we wanted and lemonade. Oh, that's so great. It was great. Wait, the milkman? Yeah, we just happened to live in suburbs that had a milkman. Still? Yeah, I don't, not anymore. I think there are still milkmen around. Yeah, it was, they both of the, Lloyd was the first one, and that was in Point Claire, and the second one was uh, Frank in Rosemere, and really, really nice, really nice guys, and heroes. Yeah, they, of they brought food. That's such a great every day they checked in. It's too bad that job is gone because <laughs> as a milkman, it's like it was. It's like working. Well, I was going to say working flower delivery, but actually, most of that is funerals. So yeah. it's a little sad. Did you also work flower delivery? Yeah, we had a floral department at that grocery store, uh-huh. and uh, I had I was a teenager, and I was actually the only teenager that worked that did not crash the van because it was a very big van. Congratulations! And they would just give no it to teenagers. No wonder why they kept giving you more responsibility. First, the scoop is cleaned. Clean that scoop. <laughs> not crash situation. You didn't fall asleep in the chip loft, <laughs> which has like become something in my mind. Like really, yeah, clear. you're really so painting kind of like beautiful a beautiful cool picture barn. of the grocery world. It was above the freezers. So it was like oh. up above. Was so it was probably warm? really warm. It was very hot. Yeah. Up in the chip loft. That's why you fell asleep. <laughs> Combination yeah. of sugar and fat. Yeah. Oh, I would I'll totally, if I worked there, I, that would be my goal to like bone up in the chip loft. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure people made out up in the chip loft. Making out, not enough. Have to bone. <laughs> Gotta get full on nude. <laughs> Hope that nobody. Full on nude. And then someone's off. coming up the ladder and you just put chips over all your <laughs> private parts. A yeah. Dorito for the bottom part. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly triangular. Dorito bikini. <laughs> he put a cheesy over his wiener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't and then two have of to the be. round cheesies over his testicles. Yeah. The round Tostitos <laughs> over your yeah, nipples. Little scoops. Tostito scoops cover your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was what. Uh, <laughs> That's what we did. I'm crying. You come downstairs but in your outfit's lot. just a big chip bag, like one of the jumbo chip bags that you've cut into a nice tank dress. Jumbo chip bag? Yeah, you know the kind of like Costco? Yeah. Why don't you crazy take me size. to your magical world of I'll bulk. take you to Costco. It's so great. I'll uh, take you to Costco. Do, 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 and the chips, and you know that we'll do Costco one day. Okay, let's go. Get on the big green flat things that are there instead of the carts. Why do you run a bakery? No. Why do you have those big things? Oh, man. Costco's not a good place to wonder about what's going on in the world. No. No, no, no. Never take that as a sample size of the current state of humanity. <laughs> yeah, people's like the average person's food budget. Yeah, you'll just so be crazy. very depressed. Like, I'm always a little bit nervous when I'm going through the cash. I'm like, I wonder how much this is going to cost. And then I look over and someone's buying $1,000 worth of groceries. Yeah. It's crazy. I buy, I bought bacon at Costco one time. 
because and you still have it. <laughs> yeah, it, I was like, I almost had a heart attack because I was like, I got to go through this bacon before it expires. <laughs> I was eating six to eight strips of bacon a day, yeah, just to move. I hated bacon by the end. I was oh, like, oh god, it's kind the best of intense. Thing ever. A couple of times, like I just generally don't eat pork at all, but uh, I was traveling in Toronto and I'm on a really limited diet, and I had bacon twice, and uh, oh man, that's crazy. That's crazy food. The last time I went to Costco, it was back when I still ate meat. So that was a while ago. And all I bought was vanilla beans and prosciutto because I'm a fancy lady. (laughs) Mm. I haven't bought groceries in probably two months. What's going on, Ivan? I leave town so much. Sure, so you just have like cereal at home? Yeah, I have like oatmeal. Also, all of your stand-up is about how you can't cook. (laughs) Not all of it. Some of the best jokes, (laughs) I'll admit. I feel like, if memory serves me correctly, I've I've heard about your cooking woes many times. Yeah, yeah. I have have five minutes on it. (laughs) It's all great. Yeah. I kind of know how to cook, but I I hate it. Like, it's not a fun thing for me. I'm also not one of those people that's like, I need different foods every day. Like if I found like three staple meals oh, that yeah. I knew were good for me and yeah. I could just eat every day, I would just be like, oh, that's my life for the rest of my life. It's like people who lose their sense of taste. Like I knew this lady I worked with who was a figure skater and uh, that'll do it. She was like a nice old lady and I was talking to her and it was just very casually. She was like, oh, I used to be a figure skater and I bashed my head really hard and I, <gasps> what are your stories I don't about? have a <laughs> sense of smell or taste anymore. So now I eat a plain ham sandwich every day. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of information. Was it just Ruth. plain, like with butter touching yeah. the ham? Just plain that's a ham. Good sandwich. Butter to keep the ham in the sandwich. That was like a sandwich. favorite kid's, kid's sandwich. <laughs> Not mine. that slippery ham sandwich yeah, like we're all need, used uh, to. You gotta have My friends were always trying of... to put a thin layer of mustard in there. I was like, oh, it's butter. What's yeah. wrong with people? It's butter. butter. My big ham. mustard family. <sighs> I hate mustard like, so miracle much. Whip. Were you guys peanut butter and jam sandwich? Oh yeah, people. Until I realized that I'm like mildly allergic to peanuts because I break out every time I have them. Oh, no. I, and I was like, maybe I should stop. Big peanut butter family and preserves, homemade preserves. Yeah, mm-hmm. my lose our minds. Homemade sp- strawberry jam was something, and mint jelly. I don't know what culture that is from, but that's like, a, I think a British thing. Yeah, like a not a hundred percent. That you eat only from lamb. <laughs> yeah, you eat lamb, and there's like a secret family mint jelly recipe. Oh, I thought it was a secret that you ate it. Like you went under the table and just yeah, had that's a scoop. both. It was both. We had to lock the doors and pull the shades anytime we cooked a lamb. Can I come over for dinner? <laughs> we, don't, we don't want anybody sneaking a peek at our. We don't even want them to see what color it is. Like there's hints in it's there. It's not what you think. It's not green. Yeah, no, it is absolutely not green. Secret mint jelly. I was uh, I was big into the jelly that you would get. In a, a like Smucker's jar that then became like a collectible glass with yes. foghorn leghorn what? on it, or yeah, it was like all the Looney Tunes characters. And so I just because my dad worked at a grocery store my whole life yeah. and most of his whole life, and so I would just be like, bring home whatever is most kid centric. So <laughs> I don't even know Viva what puffs. happened. To them. Yeah, we oh had a lot. Oh my god, of- I love Viva Puffs. Yeah, marshmallow. Every time I think I of didn't- like being a child and like there's always a couple things in the grocery store when you go as a kid that are like, well, this is designed for me. Like they yeah. put it at your eye level. Yeah. And yeah. it's so shiny and great. It was always like sugary cereals, yes. like sugar crisp or cookie crisp. A lot of crisps were the best. All the crisps. I, still I was think- a honeycomb fan and I still stop and 
look at the box. Just gray, whatever the Graham one is. Golden Grahams were the oh, best. Teddy Grahams were pretty good, too. Oh, they were there was good. a cereal for Teddy Grahams? No, just little, little, little cuties. Things. I liked it when you were like, are they hugging me? Or no? <laughs> Why did they add the no? Just make all of them hugging me. Yeah. Why do you have to have some in there that are like, I do not approve of this? I'll tell you why. It's so when you're 15 and you're a weird social outsider, so you can take a box of them and sprinkle them all in the grass and do a photo shoot, because that's what I did in high school. <laughs> sounds great. It sounds really good. I didn't do it by myself, though. I had a weird friend who well, did it with not, me. That's not social outcast. I still have the photos. They're really weird. <laughs> that's an awesome idea. I don't know if I did anything weird. Did you do anything weird high school? Yeah, Everything. I... Uh, I wasn't, I would hate to hear what my fellow students thought of me. Like I was very outspoken for sure. I was as well. Really outspoken. Always had to have the last laugh kind of. All three of us. Yeah. Mine wasn't laugh though. I was like an uneducated activist. It was like the (laughs) system is wrong. Like one of those kids. Oh, did you watch Pump Up the Volume when you were really? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I watched like. Bowling for Columbine, oh, and that was oh, like yeah. the movie that made me like, yeah, everything sucks, and you're all dumb, and I don't need any of you. Like, <laughs> you weren't wrong. I wasn't wrong. It's true. Yeah. I'm very happy that you I don't that need down. any of them. <laughs> yeah, and I think that I did weird things, like I entered a competition just that really only boys entered called the Macho Man Contest, <gasps> and awesome. then I won it, and I created a character, and you had to go through like a whole bunch, like it was like a talent show, uh, and my character was Vel- uh, Velveeta the Cheesy Lady. <laughs> Oh my, I'm so, so in love like with the you. Greatest thing ever. And yeah. I borrowed uh, leopard print tights and my mother's like boots from the 70s and a Harley Davidson hat and tank top from a rocker in school. I was like kind of like a sexy kid and they didn't realize I was sexy. <laughs> so like so part of it was like, and I was, I just showed up in a bathing suit and I did a dance in a bathing suit, throwing out cheese slices to the audience. You're describing fantasies I didn't even know I had. Yeah. How could you not win everything with yeah. that? Like, I don't even care what the contest is. You could win the Olympics with yeah. that, what you just described. I definitely Nobel wanted attention price. and I wanted to perform, but had no formal training. Like I kind of silly, kind of grumpy too. I was a pretty moody teenager. I just remembered that my grade 12 yearbook voted me most likely to have my own late night talk show. Oh, and I this guess is the equivalent. this is sort of what it is. Yeah. If you're listening to this late at night. I didn't get it most likely to. I was very confused why they voted me that. I was like, this is just because I talk a lot and want people to listen to me, I guess. Yeah, it was a nice way of saying it. I think it. I was voted most likely to not be voted most likely to do anything in the yearbook because well, you, you don't have any friends, Ivan, and we don't care about you. Oh, you showed them wrong. <laughs> it did show them wrong. Every once in a while, people from my high school will reappear on Facebook just to make fun of me. Oh, fuck those guys. And I will quickly delete them. We had a letter from a high school student. <gasps> yeah, uh, it was so lovely. So a shout out to Fina. Yeah. Uh, we won't read your thing over the thing. But yeah, just it brought back that memory of like the last little bit of high school was such a huge push mm-hmm. and people can be so mean. Uh, and it seems like the end of the world. And it is. It's the end of that time. It's the end of that, that time, which is such a formative time, too. Like, you yeah. think about it for so long. Probably until you're about, I'd say 30. Like, only now is when I'm like... Yeah, that was why I am who I am, but I don't need to cling to those ideals anymore. Like, it's, yeah. I can I can do whatever I want. And yeah, and you so, don't have to see these people again necessarily. No, exactly. I mean, after high school, I moved to the city, and from the t- age of 18 on, I never really saw anyone except for a handful of people I did really like. Yeah. But the things that happen in high school hurt so much. Oh, yeah. When they happen, and they can kind of scar you. 
I still have those times, you know, when you're just like sitting by yourself or you're doing the dishes or something, and you just have like this memory just comes in your head and you have to just stop and live in that horrible <laughs> sadness for a couple seconds. Like, oh, why did I, oh, oh, this was 15 years ago. Why is it still upsetting me? Yeah. Well, we're, if only yeah. I hadn't done that, I'd be a different person. I feel sort of lucky because my high school, it didn't really scar me that much because I didn't ever really care <laughs> too much about like because everyone else was so preppy and rich that i was like well there's no way that i'm ever gonna live in the same world as my you. whole high school was just one type of person really very blue collar very working class that was it okay and they were like if you don't play hockey or lacrosse we hate you <laughs> did you play either i played baseball that's a cool game yeah i like baseball's it. the best sport besides yeah, badminton i loved it, it was, i was actually not bad at it what position did you play second base sick over the bra <laughs> under the shirt <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, it's funny how kids will just find anything to divide themselves with like even though all of your classmates were from the same sort of background it would be like well sports is what will divide us yeah and it's a it's actually there's been studies about bullying saying that like if you provide kids with more of those social ranking activities mm -hmm. it actually reduces bullying because they don't have to rank based on who's beating everybody up if you yeah. give everybody an opportunity to excel at something then i mean i think there's always going to be crossover though because like if you're undeniable at drama <laughs> i still think the football kids are gonna be like oh, yeah loser do you yeah. have a retail nightmare jess oh i sure do all right it is a man who uh, has been frequenting my store since before i started working there everyone knows him he's not only uh unique to my store but also many stores just in the city and he's he's sort of older and i feel a little bit bad saying that he's a nightmare because you can tell he's just lonely but he really knows how to get on my nerves and i think everyone else's nerves that he's ever met because where i work i'm always listening to music i'm always playing various types of music in the store regardless of what i'm listening to when he comes into the store he immediately starts whistling <laughs> and not at all corresponding to the music i'm listening to and then if he's really in a good mood he'll be snapping like like just no rhythm just <laughs> constant snapping and like <laughs> and you're just like kill me now it's and where you work, you have to get a really walk to the very end of the store to, to the cash register. Yeah. So you've got to listen so to that all the time. And over the past eight years, I've been experimenting with what music to play that he will not whistle along to. Because sometimes it's like you can't really whistle over top of like aggressive punk music. <laughs> oh, but he can. He will. He'll find a way. Yeah. Come on. Dr. Whistle Snaps. He doesn't He's, shut down. Oh. Yeah. And he also, he comes in and... Uh, like I say, I think he's very lonely because I'm pretty sure he lives alone. And because he's told me very, very many times about his ex-wife and about his adult children who don't visit go. him enough. And I'm like, I wonder why. But he one time came in and was like, I've got this book. You got to read it. And I was like, please don't bring me a book. I barely have enough time <laughs> to read the books that my friends who know what my taste is lend me. 
I swear this man has the exact opposite taste in movies that I do. He'll be like, did you see this? And I'll be like, yeah, I actually really disliked it. And he'd be like, no, no, no. you got to see it again. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's Another two hours. Like, you probably watch it again then. Like, no, I probably watched it wrong. Your you're, decision you was wrong. wrong. <laughs> and he has that voice where he just sort of, it overpowers you. And he just sort of doesn't wait for you to finish what you're saying. And he talks over top of you. And so he's like, no, I'm bringing you this book. I'm going to bring you this book. You're going to love it. It's about this woman who fell in love with a man in jail and all it is is their love letters back and forth. And I was like, that does not interest me at all. Sounds awful. So he lent it to me (laughs) the whole time. He's like, I'm going to bring it in. I was like, please don't, please don't. And I said that like very, very verbally, very Uh out of my mouth. I said it and then he brought it and uh, I said, I really don't think I'm going to get a chance to read this. And he was like, don't worry. It doesn't even matter if you give it back to me ever. And I was like, I'm never going to read it. So I just, it stayed at the store. I never brought it home. I flipped through it and I was like, nope, I don't want this. This is not, (laughs) I would never pick this up. And it stayed in the store for about a year. And then uh, one day he came in and he was being particularly obnoxious. And so I just put the book on the desk and I said, here you go. I'm giving it back to you. And he's like, oh, what'd you think? And I was like, I did not read it and I never will. And he was like, oh, you'd love it. And I was like, no, it's been a year. Uh, This guy sounds great. Yeah. And so now he just knows, I think, to avoid me because he usually comes in right around the time when my coworker will be coming in to replace me. So there'll be two people working when I see him come in. I just busy myself in the back putting away things. And then uh, I guess all my other coworkers are male and he sort of treats them differently. And what? Yeah. Can Wait you a be- minute. Can Sense you believe one. it? Huh? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, and sort of actually has conversations with them where he will listen to what they say and then respond. Uh, so I've just passed him off to all my coworkers. So thanks, coworkers, for uh, taking well, care of him for me. I hope he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> We're very sorry, sir. He also keeps trying to uh, set my band up for his son's open mic night. And I'm like, that is not the type of show that my band plays. Oh, your adult son runs an open mic night? Sometimes it's really, really, yeah. Really, really tough to talk to people about being a performer. And then they have someone in their family that does some sort of performance. And so they relate that whole experience. I've had, you know, like good situations where that happens, but I've also been overwhelmed by someone's like, my daughter is an amateur actor and she's doing this play and maybe you've seen it and could you tell me how she can get that? I'm like, I did not say I was an actor. Yeah. Or In fact, I am a very, very underachieving stand-up comedian. <laughs> I don't like to leave the house the and I'm not is, a night person. The thing Please is, don't I ask me. never told this guy that I was a musician ever. It's just sometimes when I'm not there and I'm on tour, my co-workers you know, customers will inquire and my co- co-workers will say like, oh, she's in a band, she's on tour. And so, yeah, like so many people I just don't want to engage with and will never tell any details from my personal life, but they find out somehow. So maybe he even listens to podcasts. Maybe that's how he finds out. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Please die. From me. Ivan Dick. Ivan swore it's not mine. <laughs> yeah. I worked with a guy at, at the call center that I worked at who oh, I used call to centers. tell him about how I would I was very kind of vocal about how I did stand up because it was my thing that was the thing that I did yeah of course and I was very excited about it for the whole time that I did it and I'm still excited still about it. do it um but at the call center I used to talk about how like 
you know, I'd be tired or I'd be like, ah, oh, it's so stressful. Cause at the time that I was working the call center was about the time that I did just for last for the first time. And so I was very stressed about making sure that I made a good impression and also like worrying about, I'm now starting to get a little bit paid for stand up. And I remember him saying to me, he's like, I have a friend who does comedy and it is not as stressful as you make it out to be. He oh. does it around Vancouver and he's good and he, he does fine. And then I was like, who is he? Cause I'll know him. <laughs> yeah. And he, he told me his name, and I was like, that person does not do comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is a very small scene. There are probably 30 professional comedians in Vancouver, yeah. and I would know them. And he was like, you're just being a baby. I used to work on Wall Street, and I would take a helicopter to meetings, and then after the meeting, I would get back on a helicopter, and I would leave New York. And I was like, what are why you- are you in a call center yeah. now? <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Yeah, working with people... Um, Who are much older than you, making the same amount of money than you, is very stressful as a young person. Because they always insist on treating you like not an equal employee, right. talking down to you, even though it's like, we're the same. We're the same level. We make the same amount of money. You're not my manager. You're yeah. not my father. You're just another person on the same level as me. Why can't you treat me like an equal? That's my whole job. I've always been the youngest person where I've worked currently the past eight years and i've been the manager for the past five years everyone else is older than me and i'm like why are you why are you talking to me like i'm some kind of idiot and they talk down they're like um okay so yesterday you forgot to lock the breaker panel you turned off the breakers but you didn't lock it (laughs) yeah there's a thing like the difference between a good manager and a bad manager is there is a micromanager like that's the worst experience I've ever had was with another manager was going back to work, but I was working as a nutritionist in a store and the manager that worked there, highly dysfunctional, micromanager, very passive aggressive, like somebody didn't print a price tag properly, four page letter <laughs> about... That sounds like they just didn't want to do any real work. Well, like, that's I know. It, well, I'll write a long letter. You nailed it because she didn't do anything that I had done as a manager in any other job. Like yeah, of course. creating pricing, using the computer system, making reports, doing deposits. Yeah. So it was, yeah. And my nightmare story was uh, I had dinner with a friend last night who worked at the same place. And we laughed so hard about it. But it was like really, like for me, traumatic because I'm unnecessarily sensitive to stress like that it really affects me uh especially when someone is like unhealthy but she pulled uh the bad manager pulled my friend into the back room and tried to fire her for using downy dryer sheets on her uniform what yeah (laughs) she's like i can smell it yep she's like i told you that this makes me sick so that's what is that like that's not on me And uh, it's not part of we, company policy. The uh, nutritionist got kind of a, a pretty like decent looking uniform, so I could just wear like jeans, nice shoes, and like a top. Yeah. And then this this pretty okay looking kind of lab coat. Yeah. Um, but Love the cashier had to wear this really shitty version, which was just a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and it was polyester, so it was touching your armpits. Oh no! So you had to wash it often. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, polyester so in the armpit. Great plan, clothes people. But it was weird too like a because plastic bag. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people aren't sensitive to fragrance like that. I am sensitive to it, but not to that level. But that was like that was reason for this person to turn bright red and start crying because of a downy dryer sheet. She cried and then tried to fire the person. 
she never got fired. The person ended up leaving and getting promoted to another place. But that's another enraging thing good. about working in these large companies is most of the time when someone is a problem, they'll promote them away instead of firing them. Oh yeah, no. The, the amount of problematic the person managers, that wasn't a problem luckily got promoted to a better job. Oh good. But that person, there's yeah. no reason she should work there. Still does. Ugh. Ugh. It's funny because it's just like people can get so crazy, and then within retail, there's no sort of. Yeah. The amount of tiny little problems that people create in this world of like, we're not putting out fires. We just fold shirts. That's our whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we like take I'm... shirts out of a box and we fold them and we put them over there. And sometimes yeah. people buy them. And you are acting like we are surgeons and this is like the Persian Gulf and our country's future is it like they're so wrapped up and it's part of that thing I talked about earlier where corporate culture will try to make you have a feeling about yeah. like they pay you money to do work they can't pay you to care about the company but and they if try you, if you do yeah I've definitely had that experience where they try yeah of course they try because they want you to work hard for not any money <laughs> yeah and it's the people who do that that I'm like you're falling right into their hands if you work a minimum wage job and you do a good job you're an idiot, and you're ruining it for all of us. <laughs> if you well, Dustin and I would wage, definitely be the people that worked really hard on the most minimum wage jobs. Unless yeah. it's like a mom and pop shop and you care about the people. But if it's like a corporation, like say you work at you know a Starbucks or like a grocery, somewhere like that, and you're at the bottom end, and you're like, I'm really hustling, and I'm going to go the extra mile. Like, why? What are you doing? The least productive time in an employee's work life should be right after they get a raise. That is when you should, because you're like, <laughs> I'm not up for a raise for at least another year. I'm doing nothing. As long as you show up on time. But other than that... You have to cut all of this. Oh, you <laughs> no, have to? No, it's great. <laughs> don't make anybody else's life more difficult. That you're was like, kind of... When no, I was a manager... You have to work harder so you, you, they don't regret giving you the raise. I feel like I'm learning a lot on this well, podcast. Who cares if they regret it? It's too late. Yeah, you can't it's reduce someone's office. wage. It's illegal. I, when I was a manager, my biggest thing was like, I don't care what you do as long as your actions don't make someone else's life more difficult. And mm. that's the line that I think people need to realize when they work at a job. If you're doing something that's making someone else have to pick up the slack, yes, you're a dick. But if you're doing something that's like ludicrously, like, I don't even know, like standing and being like, oh, you can bring a coffee in here. Like, that's your job all day. <laughs> like, I would just not, I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> it's just like I don't care. Like I'm not going to be that guy that's like, can't make a coffee. Oh man, I maybe I am learning. Maybe I should go back yeah, to retail. No, I'm really learning. <laughs> like you're schooling me. This is great. So this is this week's self-help corner. Um, guys, there is a lot, a lot of questions today. Many um, of them were joke questions. Many of them are great. I'm going to go with how much yogurt should I eat? <laughs> that's Tom's question. <laughs> is it Tom's? Yeah, that's Tom. Oh, he's just being mean to me. No, he ate two whole tubs of yogurt in one day. It was last Thursday. We played a show and then we went to the Templeton to have dinner because we were playing at the media club. <laughs> and uh, when the waitress came to take our orders, Tom was like, I had too much yogurt. I can't eat dinner. Wow. Does he still work at the grocery store? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom, I'd say no more than a cup a day <laughs> is probably pretty good. And I do agree with Joe who said put some raw honey in it. That's what I do. And it's lovely. Sometimes I put a little bit of vanilla bean powder. Mm -mm -mm. What about Enjoy. cottage cheese? What's your limit on that? 
Um, I think that's a personal thing. I think it's there's uh, unlimited, right? I heard it's really good for you. Uh, I don't think it is really good for you. It has a lot of protein in it, but it's It has not... a lot of protein in it, but usually the way that it's manufactured, it's got some fillers in it as well. So Something's much, going on in the cottage. So much salt. Plus you're eating, you're eating like pretty low grade dairy. Like if you can upgrade your dairy to something that's like grass fed and. What's wrong with cottage cheese? What uh, is it? <laughs> cottage cheese. It's like it's a fresh cheese. Cheese from the cottage? Um, I don't eat any cheese. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, cottage cheese. It's delicious. Do they have, uh, <laughs> they have tofu cottage cheese? Yes, oh, they do. They we'll sure do. Some later. Soy cottage cheese? Ugh, why? That's so like our one next of question like, why is... <laughs> not about cottage cheese. I'm very sorry. <laughs> okay. um, it's from Elizabeth. Uh, I know Elizabeth through Instagram, and I'm really sorry to hear this. I just got my heart broken for the first time. What do I do? Uh, Elizabeth, I think just let it happen. If it's the first time it's going to be, probably really terrible. Uh, my only advice is to not uh, blame yourself uh, or try to dismantle the person that you are. You are perfect just the way you are and things just don't work out. And uh, give yourself some time and in a little while you start to feel better. Listen to The Wall. Watch Princess Bride. Yeah, Princess oh, Bride's a good one. I just bought the book. So good. I'm very excited. Make I've, you believe in love. I Lots w- of love. Oh, also, just like treat yourself to whatever you're into. Yeah. If it's legal. <laughs> Even um, if it's not. Yeah, the next you know question what? is from a hopefully future guest, Emmett Hall. Oh, yeah. Uh, how does one deal with a seemingly flippant doctor? All doctors are flippant. <laughs> yeah, that's really shitty, Emmett. Um, I'd say get a new doctor. Uh, I've definitely had that experience. I had an experience with my flippant doctor when she gave me my prescription for a full year. And it came to $800. And I was like, I need to you to break that up for me. And she's like, what do you mean? You'll save money if you buy it all at once. I'm like, I work part-time. <laughs> I mean, that was a crushing moment in my life. I'm like, I cannot afford an $800 Just doctor's ludicrous idea of what the average person Yeah, makes. I'm sorry. When you're sick, the last thing you need is somebody to not be helpful. Like, I spent that on dinner yesterday. I, my advice is to find a doctor that's close to the same age as you. Because my whole life, I've had doctors that are close to retirement age. And then I finally got a doctor who I think is maybe the same age as me or maybe even younger. And every time I see her, she asks me how my band is and she tells me that she loves my shoes. And she is really aware of the fact that I don't have any Can sort you give of Emmett medical insert. She's not hiring any new customers. She's not, she's not hiring, hiring any new patients. Not, she's not accepting <laughs> new patients. I've tried to get you have her to, to hire see. patients. <laughs> Here's my sickness you resume. Pay them. <laughs> Uh, no, she's. She, I tried to get Jay to see her, but she's she's all booked up. And the only reason why I got to see her is because like my, my mom has inside medical connections. But <laughs> inside her body, if you can't like if you know anyone <laughs> who knows someone who's in med school and who wants to take up general practice, and then they're starting a practice, like that's when you should get in because they're super humble. They're not flippant. flippant. I did that, and then my doctor morphed into a monster. Oof. When my hair started falling out because of a medication I was taking, she said, you should try Pantene. What? <laughs> an asshole. All right. This has been Alicia's self-help corner. Um, I will answer the other questions outside of the show, but thank you so much. All right. Puppo of the week. Who Puppo wants to start? Puppo of the week. Puppo of the week. Ivan, you, start? you are allowed to go first. I have a couple first. of puppos. Oh, please. The first one was on the ferry... I just went to the island this weekend, uh, the Vancouver Island, for those of you that don't, for those of you that are familiar with any other island, <laughs> and don't call it the island. 
Um, even though there are a lot of other islands around Vancouver Island, we still refer to yeah. it as the island. People are probably thinking about the Michael Bay film, The Island, starring <laughs> Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. I was on the ferry and there was a tiny uh, Boston Terrier Ooh. who looked just like the one from Little Rascals. He had the spot over one eye oh. and he had a bandana on and a dog in a bandana is the greatest thing ever. Coolest dog. Uh, yeah, he was the best, and I uh, I was walking down, and he was around. I was getting on a bus, and he was like around. I couldn't see the uh, his owner, and uh, he was just like by himself. Like he pulled the leash around a little corner, and he saw me coming, and he was like excited about it, and I was equally excited, if not more. So I crouched down. I was like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" And I pet his face, and he licked my hand, and then the owner like peeked their head around the corner, like pulled him away, and I never know if there's like a very cute dog. I don't know what the protocol is. Should you acknowledge the owner first, then no. go back to the dog? No, I always go straight for the... I'm like, hey, we're friends, and then you just seem to be attached to this other person it's, who may or may not be okay with that like friendship. It's good to smile and sort of nod to the owner. That's what I've found. I was always very shy when it came to petting dogs, and then I started dating Jay, and he was like, you're allowed to pet every dog you see. Like, yeah, don't that's the worry. deal. Yeah. And people get so upset on the street. Like They always give you that look like, oh, yeah, my dog's adorable. Ugh. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Share it with the world. But a lot yeah, of people are because, yeah. honored by it. It's like a compliment. Like, if someone seems weird, I just go like, oh, your dog's so cute. And then they go like, I know, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> compliment the dog. And then they're usually okay with it. Yeah. Just be like. I said your dog is amazing. And she's like. Maybe she's having a tough day. Yeah. Maybe. Being on the ferry is I mean, she was on fun. a ferry. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, ferries are terrible. Yeah, yeah. And the dog area on the ferry is terrible. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, and I you have was... to walk the dog. Like, if you're a walk on with a dog, yeah, you, you have to. That's why she was down at the bus. You have to walk off the vehicle deck. Yeah, you can't even bring your dog upstairs and enjoy French fries and white spots. It's terrible, it's stressful. I would love to feed a dog French fries on a ferry. I fed oh. Grandpa the Shimka dogs at the soft serve from the ferry. Dipped well, I would served it to him on a French fry. I dipped it into the <gasps> oh, French fries and, and we sat in the car and I read while they went on upstairs in the ferry. I bet he was so just happy. snuggled and read. Yeah, he's a really great dog. He's the best. I need to meet that dog. Bow tears. So great. I also have puppos that are goats. Oh, please, oh, yeah. please. The, uh, top, top this puppo. is from a while ago, but they're always going to be top puppos in my heart. <laughs> is at, There's a place called Maplewood Farms. Oh, yeah. I've been there twice. It. In North Vancouver. <laughs> and there's a bunch of tiny goats. And you can just walk right into the cage with them. Or the enclosure, I guess. And they just run at you, and they're like, we're all tiny. And then they start headbutting each other, and yeah. they, they yell like humans. <laughs> have, you like, ever, <laughs> have you ever touched their mouths? <laughs> no. Oh, if <laughs> they're really weird. young, they think that your fingers are nipples. <laughs> and uh, their teeth are super, super blunt, and they're not sharp at all, and they're... Their lips feel like licorice. Oh, I was afraid that they would bite me, so I was like a little... Because like, they, they started having like, a full-on... like. It was crazy. They were there's like a little pile of rocks that's like a little mountain, and they were fighting over who was the top goat. And yeah. I was also on that mountain, and I was like, I don't want to get involved in this. Great puppos, Ivan. Really into your puppa. <laughs> I just love the way they head, but because they don't run at each, they do like the lift up and then the like little drop yeah. down. <laughs> it's like a yeah. super good. What's that? Like a suplex? Yeah, and they don't seem to be doing it for any particular reason. They're just like, hey, we're hanging out. Want to smash heads? Yes, I do. It's in their DNA. <laughs> it's the greatest when their little feet are like on wood or something, and they make so much noise. Oh, Alicia, do you want to do a puppo? Yeah. I saw this puppo on the way over here, right around the corner from your house. So maybe you've met her already. She is a boxer. Her name is Tila. It was dark. There's not a lot of street lights around here. And I saw this dog and the man sort of pulled away to the side and I thought maybe she's a dog that bites. So I said hi and she just jumped at me. Oh. She's just extremely friendly. So he was trying to 
keep her to like keep her calm. She's only a year and a half, and so she's kind of hugging me, like, <laughs> and also biting my hand because she's still a puppy yeah. and she's pretty big, and she's really cute and really bad. <laughs> so yeah, that's my pup of the week. I love boxers. They're like so wonky looking, but They're also so, dumb. so lovable. <laughs> They're really cute. They're like a stretched out pug. They are. They are. They're like you <laughs> took them into Photoshop and you did free transform. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like make its legs long, its yeah. face pointy. Yeah, apparently they're like really like interesting dogs. They're more like people dogs yeah. than they are like dog dogs. They Boxes? sort of look concerned yeah. a lot of the time too. <laughs> Your puppo? My puppo. This is well. I have two. One is a sincere puppo, and one's a silly puppo. The sincere puppo from yesterday i was at work and some of my favorite people came in and it's a family who has a eight-year-old boy who he was born around the same time i started working at my current job and his dad came in and he seemed kind of bummed out and he came up to the counter and he was like you want to trade jobs and i was like well that would be a poor decision on your part because i've been laid off and then he got really sad because we've known each other for a long time and then his wonderful eight-year-old son came around behind the counter and just gave me a hug oh just because he knew that it was a sad time and then he said really quietly to me I want you to keep working here until I'm really old. <laughs> oh, and I so had cute. to try and not cry because it was so sweet. And this little boy is very funny. He'll sometimes come in with like a handful of flowers and he'll give them to me and he'll be like, these are for you. And his dad will be like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why are you sorry? This is the most beautiful <laughs> thing in my life. And he'll also bring in his own toys to leave so other children will play with them. And he knows everything there is to know about every single Godzilla movie that's ever existed. Like, he's the best eight-year-old ever. So he sounds great. Yeah. His name is Zephyrin, and he's my Puppo of the Week. That was my sincere, my hilarious Puppo happened as I was biking home <laughs> this evening. And where I work and where I live, it's sort of an affluent area. There's, like, apartment buildings, and there's also, like, multi-million dollar homes. Yep. And there was this portly man who had obviously just got home from work. He was wearing one of those, like, shirts that has cufflinks on it. Right. Practical. Uh, he was standing outside of his fancy mansion. And, fancy uh, manch. Fancy manch. <laughs> and uh, he had an RC monster truck that he was playing with. And he was playing with it with his very stout bulldog. <laughs> and he was just laughing to himself. <laughs> and I almost biked into traffic because I was watching. <laughs> that guy's living. Yeah. That guy knows how to be like, if I got came into money, I'd be like, yeah, RC truck, bulldog, great time. Yeah. <laughs> like he gets off work and he's not even like, I'm hungry. He's like, it's bulldog truck time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was also like, he just knows what he likes. He's like, hey, I'm a short, stout man. I'm going to get a short, stout dog and a short, stout remote control vehicle. And that's just, and just all my favorite things. Just have the best That probably best is time. pretty good for a stre stress relief. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, wanted, I really wanted to stop and just be like, can I play with you guys? Yeah, let me get in this. This is the greatest thing ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. So those are my papas. I love it. So, Ivan, do you have anything you want to talk about? Any shows coming up that you'd like? to talk about and how can people find your podcast and how can they find you oh my podcast is it's on hiatus but myself and a very funny man named peter carlone do it 
Uh, it's called Science Us, where we talk about science news, and we don't really know anything about science, so we <laughs> riff on that, and a lot of generalizations, and it usually involves us eventually talking about how we're all going to be robots and live in space. Oh, um, like the singularity. <laughs> I'd rather shoot myself Yeah, in we the talk about the singularity a lot. Uh, there was a whole episode about it. Awesome. Um, and yeah, it's like different stuff. Some of them are biological, some of them are like time travel y, and then AI stuff. I'm so into all of that. Anything those weird and sciencey. It's kind of fun. We're going to start up season two pretty soon. And that is uh, Science Us Podcast. It's at uh, scienceus.podomatic.com. That's where you can find it. Or it's also on iTunes. If you search uh, Ivan Decker Science Us. Also, if you follow me on Twitter, my name is Ivan Decker. <laughs> and uh, that's what you search to find me. And I do stand up around Vancouver. I just recorded an album that'll be coming out later on, probably the new year. So keep an eye out for that. Or if you like comedy around Vancouver, you want to see me working on a new joke about spiders, <laughs> you can do that <laughs> as very well. Very good. Yeah, you don't even have to work on it. Yeah, it's done. It's, it's ready. Done. It's fully I'm baked. Cut print. Jamming more in there. <laughs> Jessica, anything coming up? I uh, came. I started a new band. Oh, really? I just came up with an idea for a new band name, and so pretty soon it'll be my band. But uh, there's currently no songs. What's the name? <laughs> Female whale. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Greatest band name ever. Uh, yeah, so that's my new band. I'm gonna start cyber squatting all the uh, Twitter, Instagram, good everything. Love it, female whale. We'll do that before Monday. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna do it before Monday, so no one else yeah, snatches it up. Nice I, try, nerds. While I was waiting for you guys to get here, I googled female whale band and I spelled whale both ways: whale like W H A L E and W A I L, because like yeah. <laughs> and uh, whales, not. Not a Neither. band. Yeah. It's great. It's wow. so nice to have an idea that's just yours, even oh, if it's, it. it's just until Monday. I came up with it while I was watching Tommy because <laughs> I realized that my boyfriend and most of my friends had never seen Tommy, which is an excellent musical. Tommy Boy? Just oh, Tommy. Tommy the Who. The Who, yeah. Pinball Wizard. Yeah. Tommy Boy. Uh, <laughs> You're talking Chris Farley. Chris <laughs> Farley Also joke. excellent. Also great. Film. Any sort of Chris Farley. I watched an old SNL skit with Chris Farley in it. and it. Oh, he was a monster. He was wearing so a, great. He was wearing a giant leather jacket, and I was just like, how many cows? <laughs> how many cows are in that jacket? Aw. Uh, but it, yeah. Might so leather. So I guess I'm plugging the work of Chris Barley <laughs> and uh, my future band, which I probably won't do anything with until I am unemployed. <laughs> no whale. Uh, Alicia? Yeah, nothing much. My show's coming up at Hot Art Wet City. Come drive with me. On the 23rd. Such a fun show. So great. Thanks. And uh, I think in between then I might do... I have one of those requests where someone's like, hey, do you want to do this thing for very little money? And I'm like, yeah, maybe. And they're like, okay, send us all of your stuff uh, on videos and clips. I'm like, nah, I've already lost interest. Yeah, you're like, this is a lot of work for yeah. $40. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, so yeah, we'll see. You should just draw like a hand turkey and be like, here's my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this man. has been uh, thank you so much Ivan you are such a delight uh, oh, we hope to have pleasure. you on again soon and thanks for coming and Jessica mwah, may the light of Clapo shine upon you mm. <laughs> thanks guys talk to you next week bye bye, bye. <laughs>